And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bow and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bow and Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. This is what it's all about. We do daily podcasts for like two and a half weeks during training camp. We got all kinds of time for guests and nonsense. I will open up a two hour block. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Wednesday evening. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn, and as those of you who are watching on YouTube can see, Joining us from the jump, the man himself, the official offensive lineman of Birds with Friends, Michael Dunn himself, the real Mike Dunn for real. Michael, how are you? I'm great. Happy to be on. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Long time coming. Um, a few questions up top. Uh, first of all, have you done any any laundry today? Uh, are you? What are you doing to you know make sure that Marissa is not too heavy on her feet? And what's your favorite suit? He's ready well, yeah, no, that yeah. So I have not done laundry today, but I did a good job of just staying out of her way the entire day. And I, I ended up going to my training facility for like five hours today. Big flex, okay. Yeah, I mean it was about looking good. You two, get, it shows. Know, maybe an hour and a half lift. You know, three and a half hours of just talking and not being <laughs> at home. But uh, you know, I consider that a win for Marissa too. Yeah. Yeah, had a busy day, do. so it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See that her hair. Yeah, made dinner last night. Yep, I made dinner. Oh, last he did night. make that dinner was last night. What was it? Uh, chicken. It that was, was so spicy. Very seasoned to the max. That it's how it should be. Yeah. With what? With pepper? What? <sighs> a lot. Everything. Yeah. And then Too I had much. heartburn because yeah. I'm starting to think that this baby is going to have a lot of hair. Mm. So his chicken actually was not great. But um, uh, long run. But... Going back to the question favorite soup <laughs> i will have to say i'd say i'd go with my pick matzo ball soup oh. yeah so i mean okay. yeah a good pick i mean it, it's a lot of top you know clam chowder's right up there very on brand um, yeah zach had already taken yeah it yeah i know uh <laughs> oh yeah yeah there was cayenne pepper in there that's okay. a commenter <laughs> that's good all right uh well we've got a lot to get to Michael has been uh, grinding the tape on uh, the matchup in the trenches. We will get to all of that. But before we do that, we do have to send it to the Stone Cold Newsman himself on day three of Miners Week, the daily podcast ahead of the NFC Championship game. It's Zach Berman to tell us the latest from the NovaCare Complex.
The Philadelphia Eagles were back at work leading up to the NFC Championship game. They played against, or I'm sorry, they had a walkthrough today, not in practice. Avante Maddox uh, was, he would have been a limited participant had they had a full practice today. But the fact that he's out there is a sign of progress considering what his status has been in recent weeks. Lane Johnson limited as well. Wouldn't worry there. I think this is just part of how they are managing him leading up to Sunday's game. A.J. Brown, not on the injury report, spoke to A.J. Brown today, said he'll be fine, nothing to worry about there, He'll you know, or, or, or nothing we need to be worried about, that he will be on the field in the game. Uh, those are the injuries of note. As far as news, what I can tell you is that Nick Sirianni will not win Coach of the Year, despite the Eagles' 14-3 and record. He's not one of the three finalists for the award. Hassan Reddick is not a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year either. The Eagles, who are finalists for the official AP awards, are Jalen Hurts is a finalist for MVP, and then Shane Steichen is a finalist for Assistant Coach of the Year. So that's the news from the Novacare Complex. Back to you in the studio for the main event. Zach, what did AJ Brown say um, about the you know the cameras yeah. seeing him upset on the sideline? and uh, wanting the ball, as Nick Sirianni mentioned. Yeah, so first he 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 wasn't really getting into it, um, but then he explained, and I actually, I, I really, uh, if I can editorialize here, I, I respected it and, and liked his answer. It was that he said he's the kind of guy that if you throw him the ball 100 times, he's going to want it 101 times. He he wants to, he wants the, hand, the ball in his hands to affect the game. And similar to what Nick Sirianni said the other day, like this is part of what makes A.J. Brown who A.J. Brown is. I think, and this is me editorializing again, if Jalen Rager had that, if 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 Jalen Rager had that attitude, I would say, wait a minute, right? That's that's not what's, what's best for the team. But A.J. Brown is a bona fide number one wide receiver. This is how you want him wired. Uh, he said he's not a diva. You know, he's happy for his team. He's happy they won. He was out there blocking. But yeah, he 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 wants the ball because he he thinks good things can happen when the ball is in his hands. And I gotta tell you, like I agree with it. I said it after the game, after the Detroit game when I think he had 15 targets, and I said with the way he was playing, you should throw the ball to. Uh, I, I said you should throw the ball to him 20 times. Um, I I I know this story has legs with AJ Brown, but honestly, like I think everything he said today. It's nothing of concern, in my opinion, and reasonable people can disagree. I think this is exactly what you want in your top receiver. This is how the the best receivers are wired. I don't want to speak for the best. You know, I'm, I'm sure Michael knows them better than me. Michael but, knows the ball too. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I mean, to me, I, I would be more concerned if you had a top receiver who who like didn't want the ball. You know, that's that's part of what makes AJ Brown special. Yeah, I don't think it's a thing to worry about. I think it's a thing to file away for the future. Just to, okay. you know, something to keep in mind as as the seasons progress and we're talking about, you know, how the how the dispersion of targets is going with him and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and whoever else comes to town. So, that's all. Uh on the awards front, just just quickly, I find it hard to get worked up. Um coach of the year is like it's such a nebulous thing anyway. There are you like I I understand the case for other candidates. I would have voted for Sirianni as my top choice, but I, I'm not like super moved by the fact that he's not there. If um, you had to bump one, if you had to bump 
Brian Dable, Nick Peter, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Doug Peterson, or Kyle Shanahan, which one would you bump? I would bump Dable. I, I did my I did my top three on the power rankings, and it was I think I believe it was, I believe it was um, Sirianni one, Doug two, Shanahan three. I, don't know. I mean, Dable did a fine job. He did a very good yeah. job. But and you could also make a case for Kevin O'Connell or uh, some other guys. I think I think that's all fair. It's just it's a it's a tough one to parse. Um, it's so nebulous. I think the dumbest award of them all is comeback player of the year. It's like, yeah, it, 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 these guys, you know, Geno Smith came back from just not being given a not chance. Sure. Uh, Saquon Barkley came back from just playing and being not as good. Same for Christian McCaffrey. He was a little bit injured. Like Brandon Graham should have been there. Even like a guy like Nick Gates should have been there. JJ Watt, uh, Jarek McKinnon. Like these are, it, it's just, it's, it's one of those weird ones where somebody gets a narrative in like week seven. And then the race is over. It's just they that's just how everybody follows it. So I don't know. All yeah. right. I have a hard time getting worked up about comeback player of the year award. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's it's so it's so ambiguous, right? The NBA has most improved player of the year award, and that's that's probably easier to understand. Comeback player of the year, yeah. Are you coming back from injury? Are you coming back from irrelevance? Are you are are you coming back from just mediocre performance? Uh, it is fairly nebulous, but I, I have a hard time getting worked up about it. Hassan Reddick, I have a piece up on the athletic that actually, um, the time I, I honestly hope that like, this is just a prologue for what's to come. Um, but, uh, Hassan Reddick had, uh, I, I, I spoke to him a few weeks ago about, or I shouldn't say a few weeks ago, two weeks ago about whether he should be in defensive player of the year conversation. And, it's just so I, I was planning to write that today, kind of lined up with Nick Bosa playing up, playing against Nick Bosa, who I assume is going to win the award. And then they announced that this this morning. So I had to, had to repurpose it. I think Hassan Reddick has a case to be up there. I mean, Chris Jones has been awesome this year. Um, I think Nick Bosa should win the award. Like you mentioned the other day, uh, the the data surrounding him is his pass for stats is through the roof. Micah Parsons doesn't have the same type of production in the back half of the year that he had in the front half of the year. Uh, so True. maybe you can argue Reddick in there, but I have a soft spot for Max Crosby as well, because he plays okay. so many more snaps than any other mm -hmm. defensive lineman, uh, which is like, you know, everybody else rotates. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of a, of like a, an Iron Man award, but then isn't there. So I was actually, I, I was curious because I have a, a number in, in my story there. Hassan Reddick has the fewest pass rush snaps among the players in the top 10 or yeah, I think top 10 in sacks this year. Do you think that makes Hassan Reddick's production even more impressive? Or do you think it's, it's like, well, he's fresher when he rushes the quarterback. What do you think, Michael? No, I mean, that's just part of the Eagle system where they have so much depth that they don't really need to use him, you know, as much as maybe Max Crosby. But um, I mean, I think there's no fault of Hassan Reddick's ability. Like he sure. is an outstanding pass rusher. Um, maybe if he was playing those numbers, who knows, maybe he would be in the conversation for the defensive player of the year finalist. But would you but rather yeah, no. face a guy like the same guy snap in, snap out, or would you rather be seeing a rotation of fresh legs? I mean, it depends. Okay. I mean, if it's, it's just, just yeah. this outstanding player, you know, like an Aaron Donald type, you know, maybe bringing a backup every now and then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I mean, you know, it's one thing, you know, when we're preparing for games, we're 
you know, looking at every single dude basically on the roster defensive line wise. So, you know, if there is a rotation, you know, we'd be prepared for it. Um, not like a situation where like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? What are his moves and stuff? But, uh, but no, it's always tough when, you know, when a guy gets tired and you could sub him out and the next thing you know, you have another guy who's just as good. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's always a challenge. I Morris, heard, I uh, like I haven't I, heard I, enough from you this episode. Uh, I don't want to be icing you out. How are you? Me? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just, I think she's sure nervous. All, I'm just making sure <laughs> this is all running smoothly. Like our setup here. I just, I, that's all I care about at the moment. Michael doesn't cough too much. You know, I've been like elbowing, elbowing him a little under the table, you know, he is, co you know, recovering from the man flu. So we got to make he's, sure that he's playing through know. pain. You know, we already yeah. got yeah. Jalen Hurts, Michael Jordan. First show, yeah. first show. And, you know, already a challenge. But. Yeah. <laughs> I heard, uh, I, I uh, to, to Michael's point, um, I heard a, a Taylor Lewan podcast recently where he was talking about what's that? That you had uh, time to listen to a Taylor Lewan <laughs> podcast, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I actually listened to a real good podcast today that I would recommend to everyone. It's a Daryl Morey podcast, Invest with the Pest with O'Shaughnessy. And like, there's, I, I, I could, yeah, I highly recommend. I mean, you should always listen to an, an, an Invest with the Pest, but definitely this Daryl Morey this one is fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying, though, was. The, this is your hobby. This is your answer to McQuaid from yesterday. Your hobby is <laughs> listening to every podcast <laughs> in the world. <laughs> no, when I'm driving or if I take a walk, I listen to a podcast. Um, but uh, let to 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 what kids. Hold saying. on a second. Hold on a second, kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, Danny Ainge just dropped a podcast with uh, some investment bankers that I need to listen to. <laughs> um. So, uh, so JJ Watt, Taylor Lewan was saying he could line he could line up like in any position on the defensive line, and what he what he does on the first drive of the game is he lines up over each offensive lineman to decide like which offensive lineman he he wants to rush that game and then oh, that's funny yeah yeah so he sees who the weakest one is who's my dinner yeah and, and then he just goes after him all all game long so when when michael was saying that it reminded me of what taylor the one said i like that yeah. all right well let's let's get into it michael um now first of all uh, i have to ask you because you know you had to you had to turn in your uh like your your book your uh your surface right his ipad yeah yeah so uh, instead of having like the unlimited access to watch whatever you wanted at the tip of your finger and scroll through you had to bum it like like us jabrones on the nfl plus system when what a come down that must have been oh yeah no that was that was tough i mean uh maybe i'm just spoiled for my ipad in hand but that was not a fun way of watching film the I mean, it must have taken you like, you know, uh, three times, like 10 times. Yeah. As long. And you can't do like slow-mo or anything like that. It I used mean, to be like, a much better product. Yeah. You can't do slow-mo. And I, you know, I would try starting a play and I click it from the start of the play and, you know, I'd go back to play before, or then I try like <laughs> manually just pressing like the start and it's just sort of like glitching and I couldn't get to the start. It was, it was, I mean, I will say it was kind of interesting watching like, you know, special team plays and stuff like that. Like it just pop up. Okay. But um, <laughs> randomly. yeah, you know, something I'm not used to, but uh, yeah, no, not as efficient as uh, my life on the, the iPad. Well, we thank you for your service. Uh, yeah. On yeah. that front and, and, and slumming it with us. Let's uh, let's, let's start with, with the Eagles offensive line against the, the Niners defensive line and, and more specifically on the Eagles offensive line. Um, you know, we here, 
Uh, and we have the, you know, the, the opinion that that seems to be around the league that this is the best offensive line in football. Um, we've been sort of spoiled here in Philadelphia, but when, when you turn on the tape as someone who like makes your living doing this, do they pop to you as like, this is whether they're the best or not, but like, this is a different level. This is really impressive. I mean, yeah, I'd put, you know, them and the Browns on the same tier, but <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I was, I was, very I think impressed. it's, I mean, there's 31 other teams. It's, it's yeah, a, it's a I was, team, I yeah. was very impressed watching this Giants game. Um, I mean, they were, you know, like you said, dominant. Uh, they definitely look like, you know, a top offensive line in this league. Uh, I mean, and the Giants front, that's, that's a good front they got. You know, Dexter Lawrence, I think he was first team all pro. You know, Leonard Williams is a great player too, Thibodeau. And the displacement and the movement that the Eagles were having on them was something I haven't seen. And I, I, I have not watched much Giants defensive film this year. I mean, this was actually the first Giants defensive tape I watched. But, I mean, you know, you, you know the players that they're going against and the type of movement that they were creating. I mean, especially Jason Kelsey. I mean, I was so impressed watching him. Um, I'm sure he's been doing it the entire year. Uh, uh, he was also voted. I, th- he, I think he was also the AP first team all pro. Yep. Um, and I, yeah, I'm sure everything I just watched in the Giants game was stuff that he was doing the entire season. But you like know, what though? That was great. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, number one, you know, I'll just start with man on man blocking against Dexter Lawrence. You have these you just, know? just to set the scene. You, we have these voluminous notes that that you've yeah, said time so we're gonna yeah. try to work through them but everybody needs to know how prepared you are yeah incredible. I, I, I won't get like too into Bo's it. not used I'm to in. bring to to like laying out an outline for a That's podcast right. so yeah i i loved when the notes came through yeah i mean i guess i could kind of just talk about you know kelsey for a second where yeah. i mean uh you know he is a smaller offensive lineman i don't know how much he weighs but he is far from whatever Dexter Lawrence's weight and even the other guy, 71, you know, the backup defensive tackle. I mean, he, I don't know how much he weighs either, but you know, there's definitely a disparity between, right. You know, weights, but this man, Kelsey was still just driving them, you know, four or five yards off the ball. I mean, uh, not just Kelsey, but you know, uh, guards and the tackles they were, you know, they'd come down on like tight zone B blocks and would just, knock the three tech back like five yards into the backfield. You know, my almost like would get a, just a touch on the guy's hip. The guy went flying. <laughs> I mean, just like across the line, you know, you just saw pure movement off the ball. Um, one thing that I was really impressed watching and uh, I was telling Bo and Zach that I saw it and I saw this technique basically run five times in the first half alone. And all five times were efficient plays, but they use this thing called a, like a wipe technique. And what which is, is that? basically, it's basically a wide zone, but instead of like a full slide, you know, everybody's just running on a wide zone. They made it where the front side tackle will block the defensive end in front of him. And the front side guard blocks down on the nose tackle. And then Kelsey will pull up in between them to the linebacker. Mm. And, you just use everybody's best abilities on that play. You know, you have Dickerson, who's I don't, another giant human being, 
and Mylata, and they're just crushing the guy across from him. And you use this guy, Kelsey, who's incredible out in space up on the linebacker and how they used it with, you know, the, the backside. So the, the backside blockers, they'd just be man up on their guys. So they're almost like pass protecting and they would just turn it into a RPO. And how many times this year have you seen an offensive line get flagged for an eligible man downfield on RPOs? You know, several times with the just holding it. Yeah, with the Eagles. I mean, I, I guess with the Eagles, but yeah, this basically takes away any chance of an eligible man downfield because everybody's kind of like still mating at the line. Hmm. So you saw basically every time they ran it was a big gain, an efficient gain. And the one time it didn't work was a deflected pass by the DN that they were reading. And if, if Jalen, I don't know what exactly his keys were, but if he handed that off, there was another 20 yard gain right there. Um, so that's something that like, I'm sure has been in the Eagles repertoire this entire season. And I'm sure it's been working very well for them, but you know, just them, their ability to kind of use every single guy up front to, to their best abilities that they can. And it was really impressive to see. Yeah. It's interesting. I think, um, like we always see Kelsey out mm -hmm. in the open field and he's doing these splashy things and, and it's awesome, but Obviously, it takes the other guys on the line, like being asked to do things that they might not be asked to do in other schemes to sort of cover for the fact that he has to get out and, and get downfield, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you see, Kel I mean, that's usually the splash block is, you know, the offensive lineman just pulling out in space at the linebacker and hitting him. But, you know, that's not easy jobs that what you're giving the other four guys are basically one-on-one -on -one blocking, um, you know, their guys. And, uh, you know, that is something, uh, I mean, going into the, I, I, I guess I, I won't really go into the Niners defense yet, but, um, this is a play that I'm sure they're going to use a bunch in the Niners game, but you're going to be asking a little bit for more out of your guard than you would in what this Giants game just kind of brought upon. I'm, I'm curious about Lane Johnson too, because we, we we can probably devote the whole show to Jason Kelsey's brilliance and, and, and yeah. learn things from you. Um, Lane Johnson has, has, has been doing it now for 10 years and uh, much was discussed after the game about the, the toughness that it had to take to play through that injury. But a, if you didn't know he was injured, could you tell as an offensive line that he was playing with an injury No. and, and B what jumped out in watching the film about, about I, I actually forgot. I forgot that he was hurt. Like wow. I kind of, when I tuned, when I tuned the game on, um, like it was kind of like late at night and I completely forgot that, you know, Lane Johnson was dealing with like some, like a torn muscle or something. I, I torn adductor. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's not, does not sound fun. <laughs> um, but you know, you're watching the tape and I forgot about that. And there wasn't a single time where I was like, oh, he looks off or ah, this is not looking great. Um. If anything, he looked, you know, really good. Uh, some of the plays that he made, I, you know, there was one play specifically kind of toward, towards later in the game where, you know, this is kind of a vet move on his part where he saw two guys outside of him. So he knew the guy closest to him was going to have to slam across his face. And okay. he, he beat the guy from slamming across his face. And it was like a tight zone. Maybe it was to gain well. And he took off for like a 20-yard gain. And you kind of saw like behind him, like 
Lane Johnson was like celebrating and yeah, you know, pumping his fist and stuff. And I mean, plays like that, you know, where I mean, hurt or not, he knew what he had to do there. Mm-hmm. And he knew like, that is my job. That's my role. If I make this block, this is going to be a big play. And he goes out and executes it perfectly. He said on the, on the Chris Long podcast that uh, like early in the game, it, the first few plays, it hurt more. And then he sort of like, he retore it. And that's oh, what, wow. made, and oh that's what like made it feel better. Is that like it loosened up <laughs> basically? Like, wow. That's uh, so. Yeah, no, I like after I, I watching would say it. That these guys are different than, than we are, but, but you are there. Like you are one of these. Yeah. Guys. No, I mean, I. Yeah. You're I, the I, them, not the we. Yeah. 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 For, fortunately, I've not dealt with a torn adductor, I guess, but um, it does not sound great if you tear it again, but you know, Hey, I, I guess it worked. That's, that's the recovery process. One of the things that, that we, we hear um, a lot about this Eagles offense is like how varied the run game is. Um, mm-hmm. And they will spam sort of different things on a week to week basis based on what, um, you know, what, what could work against the opposing defense. Good job getting off screen. That was a pro move. Yeah. Like, sorry about that. Sorry. Like, good job. I, getting... I, I'm sick. No, you're good. Yeah, you so it's a pro yeah. operation. Getting better. But, there. You know, power couple. Um, <laughs> did you see that in, 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 this, in this giants game? Um, and I guess we can, we can get to what you think might work against a, a defense like the Niners. Um, you were saying, I'm sorry, I was busy coughing there. <laughs> the, the varied looks from the run game, they'll, they will spam different things on like a week to week basis. Um, like if it's, if it was, it was split zone against the giants, you know, it'll be a, yeah. a big zone read game the next week, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I have not really watched, you know, uh, right. You know, a large portion of, Eagles game, so I don't really know how they kind of go about their week to week game plan process. But yeah, I mean, you definitely saw, you know, um, a lot of tight zones, split zones, read zones, RPOs in the system uh, this past week. Um, you know, I think it will have, you know, I, I'm in shoot. If it works, it works. And if you go out against the Niners and you're able to just do the same stuff over and over again, I mean, why not? But, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, very different defensive styles that the Niners are have compared to the Giants that um, I'm sure game planning wise, there's going to be a lot of different schemes that they're going to be looking to do as opposed to what they just did. Um, but I mean, whatever they did for this Giants game, it worked. I mean, there's uh, whatever game planning and, you know, the week ahead, you know, they, they did a great job you know, planning it out. And I mean, it helps when you're going against a team for the third time, you know, at that point, you know exactly what you're getting, what look, you know, to what formation and all that. Like but, a Brown Steelers playoff game, for instance. Yeah. I mean, if like the Browns and Steelers happen to meet for the third time in a season in a playoff game and you would have I that mean, down, you would have the book on them and you would know. Exactly yeah. Yeah. If you're forced to start, you know, some random practice squad guard for, you know, his first start ever, you know, you're kind of like, okay, you know, at least it's the third time playing these guys. So, you know, <laughs> hopefully he was paying attention the first two times. But. That's how stars are born. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so before you came on, um, you said to us that you hoped you wouldn't be too technical. And, and we said we want you to be technical. But one term that is not technical that everyone can understand is unstoppable, right? So mm-hmm. I'm looking in the notes here, and you say what backside B-blocks B- were unstoppable. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, can you further explain what makes them unstoppable, and if that can translate regardless of opponent? 
Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, for sure. So basically the backside B blocks and, you know, referring mainly to the tight zone B blocks, um, you're basically taking Dickerson and uh, Siamalu. Siamalu, yeah. Siamalu. And you're basically, they're basically the, the, the first, the lead blocker kind of, and then Lane Johnson and Mylotta are going to come in. And depending on what they're going to do, they're basically going to try driving that guy back, the three tech, the guy over mm-hmm. the guard into the uh, linebacker. And that's a lot easier said than done. It usually does not happen just like that, but that's basically what was happening. They were taking whatever three tech was out there and just moving him out of that B gap where he was. And a lot of tight zones, when you're basically running a tight zone, you're assuming it's going to hit backside. You're not really like you're saying, you know, it might be, um, you know, a tight zone to the left. The mm. ball's not actually going to go to the left. It's usually going to go right behind that B block. Mm. Okay. And the fact that that tight zone B block was just taking that guy right there and moving him off the ball, set up the perfect hole every single time. Mm. Um, and you'll see like on all the you know tight zones that were big plays, it was kind of hitting on that backside A gap, backside B gap, right where the main blocks were. That's and yeah, that is something that I could see happening next week. So let's talk about this, this Niners front. Um, what jumps out to you uh, from watching them? And I mean, obviously like Bosa is, is the guy who everyone's got circled, but if you were, uh, you know, if, if you were going to design a game plan for these guys, what, what might make sense to you? Well, I guess what jumped out to you first? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, much of a, a, a game plan guy. I'm kind of, you know, I, I show up to, yeah. I don't know if Marissa will be okay with that, but. I, mean, I usually just show up to meetings and or your nine kids. tell me, tell me what, yeah, they'll tell me what to do. And I'm like, sir, yes, sir. But, uh, um, Such a football guy answer right there. Yeah. 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 But uh, usually it's yes, coach. That's usually <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, this Niners, like this was also you know, being an AFC North guy. Don't spend too much time looking at uh, NFC West sure. defenses and, but this Niners defense is very good. And uh, I think this is definitely going to be a difficult matchup. Um, but I, 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 going off my one game sample size of this Eagles offense, they have a very good offense. So I think it'll be a good matchup. And I, you know, I, I think the Eagles will be ready for it. Um, but no, there's just so much going on with this defense. Uh, you know, you start off just the differences in week to week. Uh, you know, the Giants, you'll see their you know, nose tackle, their D tackles are, you know, these uh these uh two gap, yeah. yeah, two gap players will have, you know, wide, wide even feet stance, and they'll kind of just be sitting there and you know, shoot their arms and kind of be playing, you know, looking where the running back's going and try shedding. And they do a fantastic job with that. You know, Dexter Lawrence is one of the best in the NFL. The Niners just say no to that. And they just take their four down, their four defensive linemen, and just get them in this sprinter stance like they're about to run a 40-yard mm-hmm. dash and just try jumping upfield. They try penetrating a gap, and they're just going to try knocking offensive linemen back and just create havoc, basically. Um and it is a, a, a very effective 
yeah, I mean, it's a very effective, you know, defense, but there are also many answers for it too. Uh, not easy answers. You know, it's never easy in the NFL, but, you know, there are, you know, schemes that I'm sure, you know, the Eagles coaches know going against this type of defense that they're going to be drawn up for this week. Um, you mentioned Boza. Uh, he, he is one of the – he's got to be one of the defensive players of the year uh, nominees, right? Yep, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he's going him. to win, but yeah. And we're expecting um, him to win, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd expect it too. Um, and I, I don't I don't think you have to spend too much time talking about him because you just know he is a fantastic player. He's got an incredible bull rush, uh, you know, inside, outside wiper moves. Um, mm. He even hit I, – I saw him hit uh, the right tackle with a couple – you know, inside spins, you know, look like a counter spin almost, but like just a couple of spins inside. Um, and that's going to be a very tough matchup for uh, Lane Johnson. But that's kind of what you want to see in playoff football. You know, the best right yeah. tackle in the game versus what should be, I guess, the defensive player of the year. Um, and I mean, you know, first game, Eagles, I didn't see much. uh didn't really notice an injury for Lane. I know he's dealing with a lot, I'm sure. But, um, but you know, he's going to have his work cut out for him. I mean, you know, my lot of two. And, uh, you know, the thing everybody talks about is Boza. But the guy across from him on the other edge is pretty good, too. Um, mm. Samson. Uh, Ebukam. Ebukam. Yeah. I, I should know that name. I was his teammate for uh, training camp in the Rams? Los Angeles in yeah. 2017. Um I doubt he probably knew my name, but you know. <laughs> uh, he said we're done here. Did Sean like, McVay? Oh, yeah. you... Did Sean McVay consult with you before making his decision on whether to retire or not? <laughs> yeah, he called me up. You know, I <laughs> kind of told him, "Hey, you know, it was a rough year this year, but you guys got the pieces. You know, go back and keep on fighting. And if you want me back Good in way. LA, you know, um, well, you better pay up. That's yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, um. Yeah, he's a good player. Like yeah. uh, this this left tackle for Dallas, you know, he is a rookie. You know, he has some technique issues to work on, but he is really strong. Like you kind of just see his like body and just you know his his strength. And there was a couple plays where the Samson was bull rushing him back and creating pressure, and that's not an easy dude to knock back from. I mean, my brief look at you know how he how he looks yeah. his body. Um, and I get that there is a 360 pound giant, you know, playing left tackle for the Eagles. But uh, if you're not using good technique, you never know when someone can knock you back. So I, I don't think that, you know, the other edge is anybody, anything to sleep on. Um, and then you go inside and uh, Armstead, <coughs> I'm good. You no need to mute. <laughs> Talk uh, to the mic Armstead over. is uh, well named. You know, He's got those arms. I, it was, yeah, ah, yeah. It, it you really, don't have to laugh at his jokes, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I, it was good. It was it was really well played. I mean, <laughs> he has very long arms, and he uses it very well. He he even got Zach Martin on like there's like a, a long arm kind of into a swim basically, and you know it was a very a, a, a very good pass rush, um, and you know going against Siamalu, I, I said that right, right? Siamalu. Yeah. Okay, see Amalu and uh, Dickerson. You know that's not you know that's not going to be easy matchups for him. Um, I think uh, 
you know, that's one thing that the Eagles kind of do in their offense is you look at the Giants game, they probably drop back pass protected maybe like not many times. Like if I was to guess, I'd say single digit times they actually drop back pass pro. Most of the times it was, you know, run action or, you know, uh, situations that they were able to slow down the Giants rush. Um, you'd hope that you'd be up 38 to 7 again and stuff like that, that you could do that. But at the same time, you're going against a defense that they don't care what you're doing. They're going to go upfield. Mm. So, you know, run, pass, whatever it is, those guys are going to be firing off the ball. So you got to pass protect. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think it'll be a good matchup. I don't really, I, I thought that both Dickers at NCMLO did a really good job in pass pro. Uh, this past game, I think Siamalu actually had a really nice jump set that he kind of trapped uh, the defensive tackle. Um, and I'm always a fan of, you know, some traps and all that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's always easy once you get the defensive lineman on the ground and kind of could just, jump down, <laughs> just you know, put your hands on them. Speak for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I think that's going to be an awesome matchup. Uh, Kinlaw is in there too. Um, I just saw it. Something about uh, another one of their D linemen. I don't know what his deal is. I, I, I think don't you got arrested. Speak yeah. on it, but yeah. It seemed like, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, we're gonna let you stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, comment yeah. on that yeah. later in the show after yeah. you leave. Yeah. We're gonna okay, yeah, keep you away yeah. from that. Cool. No, well, but, yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, and the main thing though, it, aside from just one-on-one blocks, is when we get to third down or second along, the pressure package that the Niners have and the protections that the Eagles are going to have to scheme up for this. They came out, they were in, in just one game alone. I saw them in Abbey front. They were in, Which what is, does that mean? Explain. Okay. So I'll just, so basically I'll start it from a wide front is basically when it's two, three techniques. So two guys over uh, each outside shoulder of the guard. So basically nobody's close to Kelsey. Mm -hmm. So that's a wide and they had come out with that too. And a lot of times you're expecting like uh, twists, you know, and all that, like uh, tackle and twists where they're, you know, they're trying to pick each other and stuff. Um, but off of that, they'd come out an Abbey where you bring two linebackers into each a gap of mm. the center. So on each side of, you know, Kelsey, there is uh, a guy on each shoulder of his, they came out with a Mike mug, with one linebacker now over Kelsey. Okay. It came out in a giant front where there's three defensive linemen on one side and then one defensive end on the other side. And then okay. a linebacker would usually walk up like in the in the open gap. And that's always really difficult because you're basically trying to deal with one-on-ones with three guys on one side and you know picks and games and all that. Um what else would you know it would bring in uh you know, watching the all 22, you really only have the end zone copy from what I was watching. I was not willing to go back and forth between sideline and end zone every <laughs> single time, but it looked like nickel pressure or safety pressure. And the Cowboys got beat on that a good amount. You know, they were not squeezing down on guys and, um, you know, they were just missing, you know, blisters at one point, you know, it looked like it was a delayed nickel pressure that they didn't push out to or slide out to. And if, uh, if Dak held the ball on for like, a millisecond 
he was about to get crushed. So I think more so than just individual one-on-one blocking, you know, aside from like who's going to win my matchup against Siamalu versus Armstead, I think it's going to be a lot of how are the Eagles going to pick up mm. all these different types of things that the Niners are going to throw at them. And it's going to be a lot. Well, that's a great transition, actually, to what I was hoping to ask you. And and you were self-deprecating before when you said that you don't game plan and it's just it's just yes, coach, whatever you want, coach. Yeah. But but I I I see here you have good plays to run with four bullet with 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 four uh, bullet points there, and protection schemes will be key, which you just addressed there. Um, what plays would you run against this 49ers defense? I mean, I I. Uh, like I said, I have no idea, but, you know, you kind of use their plays, you know, use their penetration maybe against them, maybe right. throwing a, a trap, you know, get this guy running upfield and you trap him with a backside guard. And I've seen Dickers in firsthand and in uh, joint practice, absolutely uh, demolished. I someone. remember that. Uh, yeah. So I definitely throw that out. Um, and uh, screens, you know, right? screens uh pin poles you know just try getting your lineman out in space and let them do their thing is there something um about the way they play schematically that makes them more susceptible than others to uh, a mobile quarterback because there's this debate that they haven't really played a mobile quarterback this year they played justin fields in week one they lost to marcus Mariota, but they were missing half their defense in that game is there anything that you feel like because of this is how they do it that could maybe spring Jalen Hurts for some big plays downfield. Um, that I, I I don't know. Okay. I mean, uh, I would definitely put a, you know, I get they're going against a mobile quarterback, but the linebackers for San Francisco are yeah. very impressive themselves. I mean, I think Fred Warner might not, you know, maybe he is the best linebacker in the game right now, mm -hmm. off-ball linebacker, where. Uh, I'm sure he's right there to be able to chase down, you know, hurts if need be. But right. yeah, that I, I'm not totally sure. Okay. Uh, anything else on, on this matchup before, before we go to break and switch sides of the ball? No, but I'm excited for it. I think it's two of the this, best. This feel, yeah, this feels like the, the main event. Uh, yeah. This Eagles offense against this, this Niners defense. It's going to be, going to be exciting. Marissa, yeah. you got something to say? I'm sorry. No, I'm just wanting him to like lean into the mic a little oh. more. I'm trying. He's to leaning back it. because he finished. He's he's he gets yeah. Okay, right my points are done. He's gonna need he some probably water. ready to let, blow let his nose. Yeah, nose cough. he's been awesome. This has been so insightful for me as a reporter. I imagine for our audience as well. So I appreciate. Uh, yeah, it so far, I mean, I, I can't wait for the second you half. You guys kind of get what I'm saying, or are able to understand what I'm kind of saying i guess but hey well yeah. well bo already knew it all but i'm learning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. that's right but i'm happy to share that knowledge yeah. with everybody else yeah. uh all right let's take a little break we'll come back with more on the other side talking about the niners offensive line and the eagles defensive line looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. <laughs> Go ahead. You look like you got something to say. <laughs> no, that entire break, I was being yelled at to bring more energy and talk more into the mic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, energy, energy. Energy. And we came back from break, and he was caught on camera. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was meaning to pull back right before. You know, he's new to these break, you know, the spinny wheel kind of thing. He's the one who's been talking most of the time. Of course, you can't, it's hard to keep up the energy the whole time. I think he's been Uh, doing a great job. He's also sweating. It's so hot in here. I have a blanket on my lap and he's sitting here sweating. I'm sweating out all the toxins from this illness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that five and a half hour workout today. Yeah. 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 yeah, Five and a half hour workout. Yeah. For any teams listening. How he's listening for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's flip the script here on Birds with Friends. We are back, obviously. Bozak, Marissa, and Michael. Um, you know, we had the uh, you know number two or three offense in the league against the number one defense. They drop all the way down to the number six offense against the number six defense here. Uh, another pretty good matchup. I guess we should start with the the Eagles defensive line. Michael, what uh, what jumped out to you from from those guys? I'm. In- the main thing I kind of noticed was just um, okay. I'm good. Uh, the main thing I kind of noticed was you know you kind of talked about uh, Riddick and you know rotating and stuff, but just the amount of depth that they have mm. on that front is incredible. Um, <clears throat> and it seemed almost every single play uh, or a lot of plays they made it where they had five down um, on. Uh, Line of scrimmage, yeah. Yeah, the line of scrimmage. Whether it was in 3-4 in base, whether it was, uh, you know, a Mike Mug where they'd have 57 walked up over, you know, where, like I said, it would be the wide front and then just have 57 over the center. And then they had to go come out and penny a whole lot, which is basically five D linemen, one linebacker, and the rest defensive backs. And both that – Penny package and that Mike Mac- Mike Mug package worked out pretty well for them. Like on third downs, like they were getting some good pressure coming off on some good blitzes. Uh, they had a couple of really good twists where Reddick came through. Um, it was just very efficient. Like it was really well done. And even you know in their base defense, you know they were you know stopping guys. Um, and the Giants are you know they're actually a pretty good offensive line they got over there. Um, their offense as a whole has done really well, and it kind of felt like they did a great job stopping both Saquon and Daniel Jones. I know Saquon kind of took off for that big gain kind of later in the game, yeah. but uh, for the most part, I, that defense was very impressive. Would you rather face a like a uh, Dexter Lawrence big body type or like an Eric Armstead slender type? Oh, that's that's, that's tough. Um, I would not want to face either, but uh, they wouldn't want to face you. That's how you got to think. Y- about yeah, it. yeah. Not, maybe I would probably lean towards facing against uh, Dexter Lawrence. Okay. Um, because 
he is very difficult to move and he is a very powerful man and he will bull rush you back to the quarterback and he could do it just like that. But um, I feel like, uh, you know, you could always just jump set him and uh, kind of stone him at the line. And, you know, at that point, then it's kind of like, how long is it going to take for him to push you back to the quarterback? Right. And it's like, okay, I like my chances that, you know, the <laughs> ball will be off by then. Um, but yeah, when you get a, and you know, you get a guy like Armstead and he could do it all. He could long arm bull rush. He's got all this mobility, you know, he's going shifty and, um, and this is strictly in the, in the past game I'm talking about, um, you know, that's, that's tough. You know, it's tough for anybody, uh, whether you are Zach Martin or, you know, Zach Berman or, or Zach Berman. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, all would be tough for me, yeah. but yeah, no. So, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's tough, you know, both sides, you know, they have their difficulties now. Now, Bo had a great nugget in a round table column that we had with the 49ers writers today about the Eagles run defense before Linval Joseph and after Linval Joseph. Oh and, yeah. And, and, uh, you saw the Eagles, Obviously, during the summer when they did not have Linval Joseph, Bo has all the data in this story. We've we've seen it anecdotally, but what presence do you see Linval Joseph providing the run game in particular, and how much of a difference does that make in that run defense? I mean, you basically like Linval Joseph. You could just like throw out wide zone against you know Linval Joseph. What he does on that is absolutely incredible. He is. Mm for however many years he is a premier nose tackle at just working down the line of scrimmage like just laterally he's just going down the line of scrimmage and he is going to prevent any ability for the running back to cut up uh you saw it last game uh there were like two wide zones when he was in the game and one he just like worked down the line and tackled the running back for no gain and there's one where, you know, it looked like the center was kind of going off to get a hand on him and climb to the linebacker. And Linval Joseph kind of just swatted a hand and uh, the center fell down because he was expecting, you know, pressure over there. But Linval kind of with his <laughs> veteran ability and he's done it for years at a high level and knew kind of what was doing, kind of swatted and just forced the, uh, you know, the lane to go farther and farther outside and, you know, ended up getting stopped for another would seem like a no gain. Um, so, I mean, just adding a guy like him, you know, at the mid-season mark or whenever they did add him, I mean, you, you can't ask for uh, a, a better addition like that, like in season. Um, but I think, I think you know, all the other guys, I I, they, I know they picked up uh, Sue at the same time too, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, those two yeah, guys Michael, at the same was... time. It, it was like the same week the Eagles had. Was had it Joseph against... first or Sue? It was. It was, it was back to back like days. A day. yeah. yeah. So so so, so they were struggling the against the, the run. Yeah. So they had a, a few games there where they struggled against the run, uh -huh. and then uh, you know they were getting all these questions about their run defense, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're just going to sign Linval Joseph and Adamic and Sue on back to back days." And yeah. since then, like Bo's been pointing out, their run defense has been significantly better. Yeah, I was actually surprised at just how good their numbers are um, since then. Uh, when I looked it up, it was basically like weeks one through 10, like Prelinval Joseph, by success rate and EPA per play against runs, they were either 31st or 32nd in the league based on if you were looking at the season-long 
numbers. And since then, it's like second or third in the league. Um, I think it's probably a little bit in between that, uh, like DVOA since week 11 is like 15th or overall against the run. I think it's probably like a top 10 level defense, but they've certainly been very good. And like the idea that the, that commander's game laid a foundation, we've talked about this, that like can be followed. Um, I don't think is the case like that. You know, the reason that that worked is because the Eagles had four turnovers on offense. You know, the commanders had like 3.8 yards of carry. The rest of the league had the entire second half of the season to try to follow that script. You could argue that that's what maybe happened in the Saints game against Gardner Minshew, but that was obviously Gardner Minshew, not Jalen Hurts. It's certainly not what happened in the Cowboys game when they lost. So um, I think that is probably a little bit overstated. Um, last last person to ask you about on the defense, Michael, what did you, you see from Fletcher Cox? I mean, Fletcher Cox is still great. I mean, uh, you know, there's so many guys that you kind of see that – uh, I mean, not just Fletcher Cox, but Javon Hargrave on the other side. I think Javon Hargrave is an elite player at the interior defensive line position. But, I mean, Fletcher Cox also, you know, seeing him firsthand and joint practices this, you know, this this year. He was talking I mean, he was, a lot. To, he was talking yeah, he was, a lot that week. He was doing a good job. <laughs> and you're kind of like, yeah, this is a very big human being who, when uh, when he turns it on, he is very impressive. Jason um, Witten used to call him man dog. He said, he, he said, he, called, dog. he said he's so big. He's like a man dog out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Marissa's typing voice. He needs to talk like more he's, into it. Marissa, he's, voice. I'm, 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 I'm always, voice. I'm mean, always on team Marissa. I'm always on team Marissa, but I got to tell I, you, Michael's been awesome this show. Yeah. I, I like never inflict my voice. This is, I'm, uh, I'm usually very monotone. I feel yeah, like. He's doing a great job. It's a podcast. Uh, Come on. You gotta this, bring is, this isn't my job. Like, He's the man dog of the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Let's get to it. Very good player. <laughs> <laughs> very, I mean, very, we all know good he's player. a very good player, but what have you seen from Fletcher Cox? Come on. You're asking too much. Marissa, you should go these notes. I, I have seen a lot from Fletcher Cox. I mean, yeah, I, he, he's been there for what, 10 years? He's probably the, love, yeah, love the, the face of the yeah. defense, I'd say, still, even if he's not putting up the same numbers. I know that was. If was you a, want to read about this topic, by the way, there's going to be a story in the Athletic in the next like 24 hours. About there you it. go. There you that go. that could answer your question just yeah. as well. That's no, right. it actually won't answer it just as well as this. This insight's no. even better. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you can find no, out. Also, 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 you know, just going back, I thought that they just brought uh, Linval Joseph and Nadab Kinsu in because they saw what happened to their defense in the first half and preseason game number two that's right and they were like oh we've had to make a switch since and it took them you know, 10 for the weeks past to like 10 weeks yeah, yeah yeah it took them a while to get it but like they were just like wow we are we need answers here against you know that that you know center that the browns happen it was a dominant performance yeah I, that, that was my thought process but you know um so how about this this niners offensive line i think Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you don't need to cast these aspersions, but of the four units that we're talking about, this is probably, you know, it's still a good unit, but it's, and they've got probably the best left tackle in football. Yeah. But it may be the weakest of these four units. I, I mean, yeah. That's a tough thing to I say, guess. but I mean, I don't know. It, you know, you kind of have this Hall of Fame left tackle and it right. kind of raises 
sure. you know, the level. But I, you know, I guess they always say about, uh, you know, offensive line, you're always as good as your weakest guy. Um, but I, I, yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be me apparently for this episode <laughs> with, with my voice inflections. Um, but I mean, I will say we, we didn't even talk about, uh, sweat, um, mm. before. Was well, that when he wrote that story? <laughs> no, he, I mean, he's a very good player. Like I remember him like looking at him, you know, in preseason, uh, and, but I will say Andrew Thomas, the left tackle for the Giants, had a great game against them. He had that one strip sack, and that was a great job by Sweat. You know, that was a very great effort sack. But I would not really say that that was, you know, him beating Andrew Thomas. And I think Andrew Thomas, he might have been second team all, all pro. Yeah, so, yeah that's second right. team all pro. Yep. And now he's going against the first team all pro guy. I don't think that's uh, – going to change i i wouldn't be shocked at all you know we are talking about trent williams and he is incredible um but michael parsons did kind of get him a little bit on the inside wiper move that created a bit of a pressure so i wouldn't be shocked if sweat What's a wiper move wiper is basically when the offensive line shoots their hands or you know independent hands both hands at the same time whatever it is the defensive lineman takes both his hands and basically kind of maybe you could describe this motion, but we'll do this. Like kind okay. of what like a car windshield windshield wiper. Right. Just wipes it to the side. And um, it, it, what makes it effective? Oh, no, it's very because uh it, it's very it's effective timing, because right? yeah, one is all about timing if you catch you know the offensive lineman's arms in, in the right time, but it, it's also a, a motion that is not really slowing the defensive lineman down like it's something that they could kind of do but still kind of turn their body okay. create not as easy of an angle to kind of like a you know a frame to kind of get a hand on them and they could still just basically go full speed now trent williams was pretty incredible that you know he kind of got edged inside a little bit on it but still recovered enough to you know slow michael parsons down and let that kind of work out roll out but um I, you know, that's one thing that I know offensive line, you know, we look at defensive line pass rush moves and stuff like that and what works for them. And you're like, okay, this guy likes to do this move. Um, just like I'm sure an offensive lineman is watching that hump move that Micah Parson had and is like, that is incredible. Uh, you know, let's be alert for that. Um, I'm sure defensive line do the same thing. I'm sure the defensive line are looking at, okay, what move beat this offensive lineman right here? And especially an elite offensive tackle like Trent Williams, you know, you see the one of the rare times that, you know, he might have let up a little bit of a edge. And you're like, okay, that's probably what I'm going to try. Um, so Sweat's got a really difficult matchup. I think, you know, it's going to be a, you know, Redick over the right tackle. You know, that's going to be um, a great battle over there. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, you're referring to? Yeah, McGlinchey. Okay. Um, I think that's going to be, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Reddick is going to need to have a good game because you kind of saw with Purdy, when he is comfortable in the pocket, he is going to hit his guys. He's going to find Kittle. He's going to find Debo, you know, one of those guys. But if he is stressing back there, then he is in trouble. And I think that, you know, that matchup is going to be big for the Niners. They're going to really need a great game from McGlinchey, and I'm sure he's going to be, you know, working hard this entire week getting ready for it. Um, 
He's coming home. He, Philly guy. That's the, that's like that, maybe that's, like that's you the you motivation you need. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. We missed that game this year. <laughs> MNT Bank. MNT Bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That one. yeah, I was there for that one. Um uh but yeah, maybe that's the motivation he needs to, you know, come out firing. But uh, you know, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough one. Um and then uh the you kind of look at the interior offense line for the for the 49ers against the interior defensive line for the Eagles. And that's also a tough matchup. I mean, these interior rushers for the Eagles are great players. Like I said, Javon Hargrave, I think, is one of the best right now, you know, in pass rushing. Um, and he's going to be over the left guard who, you know, is a young player. I, I'm actually – I'm very impressed with him too. Like his, he's, a, he's a pretty big left guard, but his feet are – you know, it's really quick for a guy his size. Uh, he moves really well. And um, then on the right side, you got Fletcher Cox and whoever else is out there. And that it's kind of interesting. They kind of rotate right guards. Uh, you don't see it very often. Yeah, how do you, you feel about that? The Giants. I, I I think it's interesting. I mean, uh, it, you know, I, I think it's a kind of a way to get, uh, you know, uh, a majority of, you know, your guys in, uh, you know, guys that you feel – are capable of playing. I mean, like the Browns this year, we kind of used a six offensive lineman and I'm always, uh, you know, vouching for, you know, the six offensive lineman to play. So yeah, if, get him the ball, know, if yeah, get him the ball, you know, if you want to drop a couple routes for him, you know, so be it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting. The, the Giants did it too. They, they rotate their left guard. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Weird. Maybe that's you know, maybe that's something that's going to trend up. The but, Eagles did uh, that in 2017, famously early really? in the season. Famously, yeah, the, because I wrote a rap about it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they they alternated <sighs> uh, Chance Warmack and Isaac Samalo. Oh, Chance uh, or, or, no, it was, or, was sorry, Chance Warmack yeah. and 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 Stephen Wisniewski, former top ten pick, Chance Warmack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, before Wisniewski got the job full time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I think uh, I actually think the Niners' center was actually really good. I was pretty impressed with him. Um, I I haven't seen much of him. Uh, I know he's. I think this is his first year, full year starting. But I thought he's done a in my one game I watched. Mm -hmm. I thought he's done a good job. Um, so that'll be a, that'll be a good matchup against you know Linval or Jordan Davis, whoever Fletcher Cox, whoever they put in there. The one thing I will say though is the Eagles were watching that Cowboys game and they saw that you know, the Eagles, they run, you know, the Abbey front we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, the Cowboys came out in an Abbey front against the 49ers and ran a backer pick on the guard with a three tech looping across. And it worked for a, a big sack in the game. And that's something that, you know, the Eagles seeing right now, they have the Abbey package in their game. They're like, okay, you know, maybe we try picking them. So like that's that. something that the Niners are really going to have to key into. They're going to, you know, that's something that offensive lines have to do is, you know, you realize what didn't work for you. You know, the next team is going to try doing that same thing to you. So you better fix it in practice. Um, so that is going to, you know, be interesting to see how the Eagles kind of go about that. If the Eagles get a sack in this game on that, on an Abbey mm -hmm. front, I get pick. a I get a swooper. You get eight points. You get eight yeah. swooper points. I take the lead. You, you know, you go into second place. 
Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. I was hope I was hoping I'd come on for like a, a swooper or something like that. That's you're allowed on to make the Friday show. You can take my spot one time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, literally anytime you want, you are invited. This is an open. Invitation. I was I was hoping to do like a, you know, finally it took it only took an hour for the for the porn bots to finally show up for Michael. Oh, I have the chat covered. Oh. I thought we were going to do like a peck nest migrate, I, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not done. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's you know true. Yeah, it's long, only right? been an hour. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. than. Be careful hour. what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. I I thought we were going to do a, what was it like a who's uh, <laughs> who's Ooh. yeah who's play? See, that's a voice inflection right there. There you go. Um, I guess the last thing on on this part of the matchup, and then we can maybe get to some fun stuff. Um. All the the pre snap motion that that the Niners do, um, and everything oh, that yeah. that goes involved in the, in their run game, what does that do to a defense? Uh, no, that that was uh, really impressive. I think I've said really impressive so many. I think every <laughs> well, these are two time, of the best teams in the league. They yeah, do a lot of things. Yeah, that are really go back and watch it was that, it was out it was outstanding. I'll say <laughs> that. Um, no, what they would do is they basically send. Uh, uh, Kittle and uh, use check on these fly motions. So basically, uh, you know, they'd start them running, you know, before the snap. So they're running down the line of scrimmage, but they're going full speed. And then the snap, the ball gets snapped and they're already full speed. And they basically run right into the defensive end. And that was for the most part what they were doing. Um, I just the way that Kyle Shanahan designs a, a running game, it's, you know, one of the best in the NFL. It's very impressive just seeing that stuff he does. Um, and and you kind of see that they kind of, you know, they find a play that they like or they kind of go into it and they're like, okay, we're going to run this a whole bunch. Um, and uh, one, one of the cool things also with this is everybody blocks. And they all seem to love blocking over there. I mean, you, the have Kittle, you have Kittle, yeah. you have the receivers. Um, the other tight end 89 had some really good blocks. Um, you know, everybody was doing it. And I think, uh, I, like they had one play. Well, I, you know, one thing I, I would be going back, um, like if I was the Niners, I'd be going back and I'd seeing how Reddick and sweat play when they're getting kicked out kind of. So when the mm -hmm. guard or use check or when, when, they're being left for the guard to come pull and hit them. Basically, how do they play it? Like, are they going to try spill? Are they? Are you going to want to kick him out? Or are you going to want to log it? Because that's going to be happening a bunch. You're going to be leaving Reddick and Sweat to basically get hit by fullbacks. You know, tight ends in motion, uh, offensive linemen, guards, tackles. Everybody's going to be pulling and try kicking that guy out. Um, so it's going to be a a big boy game for those two guys um that i'm sure they'll they'll be ready for um not something they haven't seen before but um you know you could see that that was something that they were really trying to do um and uh and yeah you could continue right here i kind of lost track of what point <laughs> i was making i didn't want to just keep saying and uh no uh, problem. Uh, yeah, I'll let you guys talk. No, I get stuck. Kittle. I get stuck there too sometimes. Yeah, I was like, wait, where was I going with this? Kittle, thing? Kittle. We've talked a lot about Kittle's Kittle. very good. Yeah. No, but like very impressive. Is he impressive? Yeah, <laughs> yeah very impressive. Yeah. 
but a little bit inauthentic. And, 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 and Debo and McCaffrey. Really? I thought I thought that was I thought that was pretty authentic. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. You see, you see, Michael and I are. I just think he plays it up a little bit. That's all. But I feel like he's he's always been like that. Exactly. That's true. He's playing exactly. the long game. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's like always been inauthentic since day one of his life but like maybe that's not his true self you know honestly unless you're and i say this lovingly here michael unless you're like a a backup offensive lineman bo thinks that you're like inauthentic that's Uh, not even even backup offensive lineman it could be inauthentic i mean i'm over here faking voice inflection right now it's not really news Like people are watching this, and what is this voice inflection this guy's giving us? Uh, Zach, do you have any other football questions before we can get to some nonsense? Uh, I I have like an hours of, of of football questions, but I th- I think we've covered it for the most part. We can get to the nonsense. Or yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I really yeah. don't know if this was just super boring for people. I Trust really me, it, it, believe me, this was it, not. This it was, was not super boring. I was gonna ask. I, I was gonna put you on the spot and ask you for a pick. In this game, mm. based on your film uh, study, but uh, I don't know if you're uh, uncomfortable with that or not. I, I yeah, I okay. told him I'm, I'm like, I don't I would know love if you to. should make a pick. I don't know if you're okay. allowed oh, to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, he's into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. You're not. Why not? Sure, he, he's he's, he's not saying anything yeah. bad. He's, he's picking yeah. a winner. I'll just yeah. say it's a tie, and it just keeps going into overtime mm. until the NFL is like, this is enough, and we'll flip a coin. Now you're after is that time. is that the answer you wanted, Marissa? No, I don't. I you're the one that knows all the rules. I'm not sure what the rules are. He, yeah, he's make not betting on it. He's yeah. Okay. Can, all right. Make a pick then. Yeah. I uh, I mean, I'll go Eagles. We're on an Eagles podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Smart. Play, yeah. play to your audience. I want these guys to like me. <laughs> I'm looking over at the comments. So I think the most important question we got to get to is uh, give us the update. What year are we? What's the record? Everything. What's going on with the Madden franchise at the moment? Oh, Madden franchise long dead. <laughs> That's been dead for a long time. What are we talking? Weeks? Like what? Are we, what are we? No, no, now? months. You're on so FIFA what are you now? Oh, yeah, FIFA. I, I turned to FIFA. No, Matt. I had a Madden franchise, and I like I won a Super Bowl with the Browns. Traded yourself, right? Uh, I think I think I ended up like simming. I I made myself like team captain. <laughs> and then I think I also gave myself like a nice contract too. He's smart. Yeah. And then uh, I ended up like simming through a preseason one time, and I, I think I cut myself, <laughs> and I, I I couldn't find myself. So maybe like I maybe I retired. I don't know. But uh, you know, I had a family at home. Maybe I just was ready to hang it up. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you get brownie uh, points right there. Respect that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Matt and Michael Dunn was you know. I guess was he just, playing center or guard? Uh, he was a guard. Okay. I tried figuring out the jumbo tight end formation for that to happen, <laughs> but it just, yeah. yeah. You could actually do it, I think. I think you could. Yeah, you can. I don't know. So but anyways, your, I tried logging on. I tried logging on one time, and it just was not opening. It deleted, so I was like, uh, okay. Oh, that's crushing. Uh, it was devastating. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, come on. I've been there. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. 16 so, maybe, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. There's not much. There's not much right now. It's I don't really play as much. You know, here, you know, we're kind of like mm. Marissa's parents' house. And, you know, sometimes it feels a little awkward sometimes just like <laughs> escaping upstairs. Like, hey, guys, I'm just going to go two hours play. of FIFA. Yeah, FIFA. <laughs> um, but what I did. Doing? Yeah, I started like a FIFA thing. I think you guys all know at this point how Marissa's cousins 
sisters, <laughs> wives, brothers, you know, uncles, you know, uh, second nephew-in-law is Tyler Adams. So it's like we're not even like that. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. we're 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 basically related at this point to Tyler yep. Adams. <laughs> yeah, and since I'm married into it now, I'm basically related. He would have been Tyler at the Adams. at the wedding if it wasn't. It wasn't he, yeah, he, you know, yeah. yeah, he had to you know get ready for it. So uh, second best professional athlete in the family, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was pretty good at soccer back in the day, but you know. So are you? I, so are you Leeds? And you're yeah, Leeds. so I played as Leeds. Okay. And I built the team up and I I won the Premier League and then I realized I was playing on like mm. super easy mode. Yep. And I didn't realize that. I thought like I was like on a good like level. Like that yep. was impressive. And uh then so I kind of like, level up the level and it was bad. It was just mm. yeah. So I, you know, Gotta get better. tried simming it and that did not go well either. Like I just lost a lot and then I kind of like like made it where like i got like really good players and stuff but yeah i know it's going well it's going well <laughs> okay you're turning it around yeah i'm excited for nba jam though that's we, uh, we haven't set it up yet but, but you have it now on the premises it's it's in the basement it's out of the Ooh. it's out of the car that's <laughs> exciting that kid that that future daughter of yours is going to get so good yeah uh, yeah no we'll be practicing together <laughs> um let's see peck nest migrate yes um being in the apartment when marissa is doing a podcast at three in the morning okay. i was about to ask a question about this yeah i like this okay um having uh having marissa talk about your personal life on the on the show okay and well, what's a good what's a good third one zach um how about all the other podcasts that marissa does Ooh, okay i'm tossing you a gimme on one of those yeah um i say nest is definitely the 3 a.m podcast you love that well i'm 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 asleep so <laughs> it like it doesn't really it doesn't you know, bother I'm, you really I mean, I feel bad for her that like. Yeah, you know, you're not like yeah. Thank just you. like dang, like I'm thank sorry you, you got to do that, but like yeah, yeah, his sleep. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really. Are you ever sleep. like, why can't you guys just record this in the morning? Out of curiosity, I've asked it. I've okay. definitely asked. I'm more yeah. like, who's up at 3 a.m. to listen to it? <laughs> like I'm like, I get, I get doing it the night of, you know, to get it up first thing Monday morning. I, I get that. Yeah, but it's like live at 3 a.m <laughs> like I, I can't imagine you know sorry to the to the listeners right now yeah but i just i mean also like on you know uh, you guys are at fault too for going live at 3 a.m but uh yeah that i yeah it's tough but that is migrate because migrate i mean no 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 nest, nest because yeah, yeah. it's kind of like yeah you know it's whatever you and know. like usually she when i it. actually go to sleep he's got like every pillow he's sprawled out across mm. the bed. like he's very much yeah. enjoying the fact that i'm not uh, there so. peck i guess the you know her talking about me <laughs> on it like yeah i like like i'm all good when uh when she's talking about like you know making an announcement we're having you know a baby and stuff like i'm like that's good um I do think like okay, she doesn't need to talk about like me playing, you know, Madden and FIFA and stuff like that. Like <laughs> that's kind of like okay, you know. Um, 
and then migrate the other podcast just because they're not live and I can't watch them on YouTube. And mm. that was you know, a bad answer is because it's not Bo and Zach is what you should have said. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And they haven't and had you on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I haven't been on. Yeah, maybe. Go ahead, Zach. You had a question. No, I I was going to ask him his his reaction to the 3 a.m. podcast because I'm I'm always curious the spouse's yeah, reaction yeah. to uh, yeah. doing that. She I, goes I, to I'm, the other room. Yeah, I mean I I don't wake up. I'm, I'll be asleep. Uh, we've heard secondhand from Marissa here, uh, but what's the life of an NFL player like this time of year? If you can share with our audience. Oh, uh, pretty uneventful. I mean, five and a half hours at the gym. Yeah, honestly, and like, that's, that's kind of yeah, yeah. That's kind of you know that's that's pretty much my day. I, uh, yeah, go to go to the gym. Go to you know, shout out Test Sports Club and in, in New Jersey. And do you know Kenny uh, Pickett? <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, met him once or twice. <laughs> um, okay, cool guy. But no, like, uh, are are you guys following? Obviously, you prepared for this podcast, but yeah. uh, the average NFL offensive player, although I don't know if there's an average player, but uh, are are you keeping tabs of the playoff games? You're keeping tabs of yeah. coaching searches. You're keeping tabs of what's going uh, on around the league. Not as much the coaching searches. Okay, um, that's kind of just stuff that's not really my concern for the most part. Like unless it was uh, your team, I imagine. Yeah, I, and I mean, you know, I I know, you know, the situation right now. Like I'm a impending free agent, and uh, you know, I, I love it in Cleveland. I'd love to stay in Cleveland, but you know, you also know that like you have no idea what could happen. Where I guess more so this year, I not honestly not even, but like maybe you kind of are paying a little bit of attention to who's going where. But yeah, for the most part, I'm not really you know, paying much attention to that. That's kind of just whatever happens, happens. Um, I hope guys who, uh, you know, have coached with me and, or have coached me that, um, you know, have always been good people and, you know, are good coaches. You know, I hope they get hired places and, you know, get, they get the jobs that they want and everything. But uh, that standpoint, I don't really pay that much attention from, the NFL playoffs standpoint, yeah, of course. I mean, I love, I just, you know, I love football. Like, was a big fan, you know, even before playing football, um, where you know I could watch football any any time of the week. But it is definitely tough, you know, when you're watching the playoffs and you always kind of have a sense of like, dang, like, I wish I could be there right now because. I mean, that, you know, that playoff game from 2020, in all seriousness, was one of the greatest feelings, moments in, like, my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that was a playoff game and winning a playoff game. And it's just such an incredible feeling. It's like none other. I can't even imagine what winning a mm -hmm. AFC championship game would feel like yeah. or a Super Bowl. Like, winning a Super Bowl, that's like, you could just walk away right there and then. And I mean, like, like, so that part of it, it is like a little tough where it's like, dang, you know, those guys in you know, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, uh, San Francisco, they're about to 
experience something that I would like absolutely love to experience, like just like that feeling just one time. And from that standpoint, it's a little bit tough, but overall I'm just like anybody else just love watching football and, you know, get into it every single time. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then a, a playful question, if I can. Um, Marissa was was famously outed by Bo in that uh, great story on the two of you. When I say outed, I I mean as a as 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 your fiance at the time. Um, and I'm curious, you've been an ACC football player. Were you guys mm-hmm. in the Big Ten at that point, or yeah, I, I had okay. three years in the Big Ten. Okay, so yeah, a Big Ten football player. You were. Um, You've been in the NFL here. What's it like being interviewed by Bo Wolf? Mm. <laughs> it was good. He was really good. And patient. Yeah. We talked he, to him yeah, for it was, so long. Yeah. Like, you think I'm rambling, you know, on this podcast, you know, Marissa rambling <laughs> oh. on Bo's uh, interview. I was sitting there like, could I get a chance over here? But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, no, he, he did an awesome job. It was, it was, uh, it was a great story. And Michael got texts from all sorts of people about that, like within the Browns organization and different people that he's crossed paths with throughout the NFL journey. Yeah, McVay reached out to me. So, Michael, I have a, uh, a story we've, we've told on our podcast that you might appreciate. And I can't imagine this was applicable with Sean McVay, but, but, but you can probably appreciate having been in, in different destinations. The Eagles used to have this player, Alex Singleton, a, a linebacker, yeah, and uh, he was with the Seahawks early on, as at, you know, in in camp at, at one point, and or he was on their practice squad. He didn't make the team, whatever it was. And and Pete Carroll, when Pete Carroll cut him, Pete Carroll said, like, you know, I I really think you have a future in this league, okay? And Alex Singleton, look at the size of that water bottle. <laughs> yeah. 
He needs to hydrate, right? He tra- he he specifically Holy said he's smokes. show up. Yeah, show up. he just flexed on you, Zach. <laughs> That's yeah. how it should be, right? I, I knew how the- much uh, Zebram loved his Stanley yeah. Mugs, so you know I had to. <laughs> I had to warm um, up it a little. Holy bit. smokes! So uh, so Alex Singleton, he he tells a reporter how Pete Carroll said this, and then we get Pete Carroll on a conference call, and we bring this up to Pete Carroll, like like you know why. Uh, the, the, the question was something of the nature. What did you see in Alex Singleton to think that he had a future in the league? And Pete Carroll had no idea who Alex Singleton was on, on, uh, on that call. So I, I thought you'd appreciate it when, like, there's an undrafted guy and the coach is yeah, like, you like, really yeah. have a future in this league. Yeah. yeah. Is that mug no, like a one a day? Is that? Oh, no. I Yeah, I'd probably go one and a half of these. But, like, I just constantly fill it up. So it's about like, I don't know. What a monster. Like how, how many ounces are in it? Like 100 <laughs> ounces to that line, to that top line. Oh, 100 ounces. It's well, really like, funny that like the, this Marissa's a water mug podcast. started this whole yeah. thing and that the mugs still just keep getting bigger. Yeah. yeah. Marissa, Bro, you need there... to hydrate. It will make you feel, you'll, you'll, you'll be more refreshed. You'll have more I'm energy. I'm hydrated. Your, I don't need to show off about going. my hydration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not a professional athlete like Michael. He hmm. needs to hydrate more than you or I. Also, when you have, you know, when you have a bit of, you know, a sore throat, you know, it's important. Mm, yeah, to, you've been fighting that. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Plus, you're looking for, like, excuses to, to get some time to yourself in the in-law's house. You know, yeah. More trips yeah. to the bathroom yeah. is probably good. <laughs> yes. Uh, Marissa, is there anything now that you have Michael in front of a captive audience that you would like to ask him to get him on the record for just to have it out there? Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, the the sickness thing is like, you know, we've talked about this with Sheil on the podcast, like the man cold is like definitely a real thing. And that's not just me just saying that, I would say. But no, I've really enjoyed having him on here. I think this is like a little in, like we don't get this in depth in our personal conversations, but this is a lot of what we talk about all really? football season long. Um like when he's watching film and going through things and showing me stuff. So um, I think he thinks this is normal um, for like, you know, conversations. We don't have. I, I did enjoy just doing it. Like, just like looking at the film again. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, we, we got I, I definitely did not think I was going to be actually on here. Like I, you guys really? were talking about it last week. Yeah, and I sent Marissa a text like I love to, but like I usually send her texts every now and <laughs> really then during the podcast just to like let her know I'm a supportive husband who like watches her podcast. <laughs> That's really but nice. I kind of just like said that, and then I guess she kind of ran with it. No, I do appreciate. Well, I mean, listen, guilting people into to. coming on is one of the only things that we have going for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I mean, after our preview run we tried last night, I thought for sure she was gonna cancel me on the spot but. <laughs> no you did a very good job um it's been very fun having you on um and yeah i mean a lot of our life is football but you know we're not parents yet so once we have kids i'm sure that's going to change i know we have the rest of our life with this kid but mm-hmm. um <laughs> they're, they're just hobbies <laughs> hmm. so <laughs> Zach's rolling his eyes <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna participate in that. I I I do know that the that the Merrill College of Journalism and Walt Whitman High School are both 
very proud of what they're seeing on this. Like this is, oh, they have a budding star yeah. right here. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my, no, Michael is not in his high school hall of fame yet. And like, well, I'm not going. I, I actually know that. I, him of this. Yeah, I didn't play I, in high school. He didn't play until his, well, he played. He just didn't actually. I didn't see, see the, the field, field until my senior year. <laughs> You're not going to just take like, oh, you were, you know, you're going to the Hall of Fame because you played like eight games your senior year in high school. So there you go. Yeah, but you yeah, made but it you to the NFL. It. That's right. that's after. Yeah. What did like, like Andrew Palmer do to get on, into the Hall of Fame, but you didn't get into it? Ah, Andrew Palmer. Yes. Yeah. Class of 2010, four time what? track and field. Yeah. Cross cross country. Right. Wait, oh. I, I don't know. Him. <laughs> He's in uh, your high school. I'm two team. years younger. He's apparently in your high school. Wait, I would have been the same and you are. Like, in school with this guy, and he's in the hall. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's I mean, yeah, Zach. Andrew Palmer. It up. Yeah. yeah. Zach, yeah. I do have to ask I'm you happy who, for Andrew Palmer. Yeah. And the Jewish Day School has not, um, that he went through to eighth grade, mm. has not. They don't have athletic hall of fames in those. Yeah. They're, <laughs> no. yeah. Although now they, they always, they always had a, they had a sweatshirt at uh, that school, and it said, like, the JDS football team is still undefeated because they didn't have a football yeah, they, team. Yeah, I, and like I everybody would be like, oh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. But I I was like, yeah, let's get a football team. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, why not? And then it kind of yeah. like, you know, realized, okay, maybe yeah. that wouldn't yeah. work out too well yeah. at yeah. the school. So Natalie Portman was also alum of his um, Jewish yeah. day school. So. I went there for like one year. No, but... you went there from K through eight. No, no, no. Natalie Portman. Oh, she only went there one year. Still, yeah. she's she's trumping you at the moment. She was a hell of a player, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she for that undefeated football team. Yeah, yeah. she could she could uh, jump set like the best of them. Yeah, <laughs> she uh, was trapping people left and right. All right. Well, uh, I know that Zach has somewhere to go. He's been dressed up with his jacket on, ready to leave and run out somewhere <laughs> for the past ninety minutes. Uh, so no, we should I, let him get going. I've been working since like I I, I haven't taken it off yet. This is so I want to know when Emily and Rachel are coming on. Because Good question. Oh God, I'm scared. It's only fair. It's only fair, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's you know? true. They and we will come on as long ball. as she only talks about offensive line play. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they could, they could, they could, take, they could take the quarterback play versus. <laughs> no, the, you know. I think we all know that Emily is is dying to get some shots in on all of us on Zach's behalf, and also probably on Zach. <laughs> <laughs> all right, off season mode. That's what we're doing. There you go. All right. But well, Michael, thank you. Hopefully, not the off season for a while. Hopefully, not the off season for a while. There you go. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for enlightening us uh, and uh, and spending some time with us. We will be back tomorrow night as the daily pods roll on. We're going to have a little uh, view from behind enemy lines, maybe a little Tim Kawakami talking about the Niners and uh, getting a little bit deeper into the matchup. Then on Friday, we'll have Swooper Sorecasting. We'll have Daniz coming back. Who knows? Maybe some of those surprises along the way. So uh, for Zach and Marissa, and Michael, and Sean. I'm Bo. We thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. And as always, we love you.